the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. I am Seth, 602-508-0960 is our number. Uh, we, have a, um, we are uh, working on uh, getting David Schweikert uh, to join us, which uh, I think he will do shortly if we can uh, put together a few little things here that we're working on. But um, a little just a small tech thing that we're working through. But while I'm getting there, uh, this, this isn't the most important story at all. But it might be a sign of certain interesting times. I meant to do this yesterday. Um, did you know that there was a uh, big biography out on uh, the First Lady Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden? Uh, signs and omens, Scott Johnson writes, in terms of sale, in terms of sales, the rollout of the biography of the eminent Dr. Jill Biden by AP reporters Julie Pace and Darlene uh, Superville, was not impressive. Despite supportive press, the book sold only 250 copies nationwide in its first week. That would be this week, 250 copies. Wow. The crushing news was buried in an otherwise uh, Politico story, lame Politico story about covering the Biden presidency. Six Amazon reviewers cared enough to comment on the biography of Dr. Jill, but not all six read the book. Uh, building on the excitement generated by the book, former Kamala Harris press spokesman Simone Sanders invited Dr. Jill to appear as a guest on the debut of her MSNBC show. You guys may remember Simone Sanders. She used to work for Bernie Sanders, then she worked for the Biden campaign, and then she ended up over at Kamala Harris's office only to become one of several people in Kamala Harris's office to leave. By the way, there was another story about um, about uh, Susan Rice's office. Susan Rice, former Obama uh, holdover as well, is the director of the Domestic Policy Council in the Biden administration. And there was a political story that staff is leaving Susan Rice's office. Why? Can't handle her. Um, can't handle the attitude. Can't handle uh, what they call bully. Okay, let me come back on that in a few moments. We have the technology, as they say. What did Richard Nixon say on the mic? David Schweikert, we could raise the money, but it would be wrong. <laughs> we got you here. How are you, buddy? <laughs> you know, I still giggle on occasion. A couple things Reagan did yeah. uh, where he was just testing the mic. Yeah, right. Making everyone right. nervous right. by his humor. <laughs> you know, yeah. The bombers are on their way. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly right. They they really gave him a lot of hell for that one, didn't they? Oh God! Well, well remember they, they, they despise. We forget yeah, yeah. how much the left. I actually collected um, newspaper cartoons from that era, just because at, at that time newspapers meant something, and they were vicious. People forget how much they hated Reagan, and that that's always been the thing. It is. Um, just amuse me is some of these very reporters and columnists who are younger than 
and who were just vicious, sort of look back at that time and how wonderful it was. It's an awful yeah. thing to do to our history. I um, I, I do this occasionally too, David. Uh, when it, this was, I did this a lot during the Trump administration, and I do it now in election season. Uh, I go back and I read what people in the media and what respected uh, Democrats were saying about Reagan and Goldwater, uh, particularly Reagan and Goldwater, back when they were at their heights, when they were running for president, when they were running for reelection. You got at the Goldwater convention that Mein Kampf was the Bible. Uh, The Congressional Black Caucus denounced Reagan as a racist. Now, uh, the reason I, I do it is because when they pass away, the media always leverages their passing against current Republicans. If only the Republican Party were more you, like these grand did, elder statesmen, right? It. Yeah. So give you a simple example. A gentleman named E.J. Montini. Oh, yeah. E.J. Montini mm-hmm. from our community. Yeah. Go back and see some of the things he said about John McCain. Right, over the years. right. He was absolutely right. despicably vicious. Right. right. And then when the good senator moved on yep. in life, um, if only Republicans know, could be more he, like John McCain, yeah, right. Yeah, and he yeah. deified him. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 look, he did the same thing with Ed Buck. Yeah, you know, people forget way back when there was a gentleman Ed Buck who ran the Beacon impeachment, um, and there were all these creepy stories about. But because he was against a Republican governor at the time, right? E.J. Montini and the Arizona Republic deified him. Yep. He was wonderful. He was that. Yep. Well, it turns out he's a mass murderer. Yep. Yep. You know, this is a guy who just got. I think finally put away for, for multiple murders. He he, he won't but see the light of day again in California, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah and, right. But this was a hero. and weird stuff too. I mean, really weird stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, Bob Crane type stuff. Yeah. But, but but the only reason I mentioned that is if the even the media would hold themselves to their own standards, um, it would be stunning. Oh look, oh, we all do stupid things. And we all sometimes have to step up and say, hey, I screwed up. I didn't pay enough attention, whatever. But in this case, it was systematic. It was because you hate the people I hate, you're godlike, even when you're out you know, functionally molesting and murdering people. Then, you know, we'll look the other way. I mean, it was that sick. Yeah. So you had two things you wanted to Yeah, 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 on. yeah, I do. Well, well, well I want to talk to you about a lot of things. Disinformation I got a lot. And inflation. Yeah, let's start so with you, inflation. You yeah. Is that okay? okay. Let's start with it. Well, well, start where you want. You're the boss. Where do you want to start? Inflation or disinformation? No, inflation, for everyone listening, yeah. congratulations. You live in the epicenter of inflation in the country, and you did it again. Yeah. Last month, we functionally, the Phoenix, Scottsdale area, were running 11 points. 11% annualized. It is stunning. And a lot of that is our fuel. A lot of it's our real estate. But you got to break out those numbers, and, and here's the thought. Someone, a worker, still has to live someplace. They still have to pay rent or the bus have to own a home. The cost is still part of our community. And it, it, it wasn't just a blip. When it was January number, it was also 10, what, 10.9 and mm-hmm. year over year, mm-hmm. and a couple of the apologists kept saying, oh, it's temporary, it's transitory. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It's not. This, this is just brutalizing our community. You did, you did a really good thing. I want to send people to your Twitter account at Rep David because you 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 put the graphs up that uh, that call out the lie that the administration is trying to peddle, which is uh, that it's due to the Russia invasion of Ukraine. You have great graph charts showing. No, not not exactly. I mean, there's some of that, but that's not really the driver. Yeah. 
what, what's important about this is I, it's not that I'm actually trying to be a jerk. I'm, I really, really think we have a moral obligation to attack this on all fronts because we're crushing poor people, we're crushing the middle class, we're crushing the working poor. And there are things we can be doing, but we can't do any of them until the Democrats actually admit they functionally caused this. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, you know, folks walking into an AA meeting, if they're not willing to admit the first step of, yes, I have a problem. I need my Democrats to admit they have a problem. They caused this. They're, they're, they're ill-gotten or their ill-understood economic philosophy makes lives miserable. If they'll admit that, then we can start working on some solutions. And there's some things we can do to spike up productivity, spike up production, to encourage people to enter the workforce, um, you know, labor force participation, the things we could do to incentivize individual savings by therefore taking those dollars and removing them from going out and consuming. And, and, and these are all sort of supply-side type of solutions instead of just letting the Federal Reserve drive us into a recession, push up unemployment, and by pushing up unemployment, you slow down inflation, which just pushes up misery. But you can't do it until the majority party that runs Congress is willing to admit they've done this. In comic circles, it's verboten to steal other people's material. But I think in political circles, we may do this often uh, and excusably so. So if you'll allow me, David, to steal one of your lines, it's even worse than what you're saying. It's even worse yeah. than what <laughs> may I may I say that <laughs> well, to you? Let me give you a cut. You know what? I got to hit a quick. Are you OK for one more segment? I, yeah, I don't want to give you a short shrift let, here. Let's do, well, yeah. Let me hit like, this commercial break. Noise, We've got our I'm technology fixed. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. All right. All right. I'm Seth Liebson. He is David Schweiker representing Arizona's sixth congressional district, blessedly. And uh, we will be right back with more on inflation. I want to talk to him also about disinformation in America. I'm Seth. He's David. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Congressman David Schweikert is our guest, usually on Wednesdays, but we have him today, Thursday. A delight, uh, delight to have you, David. David, I wanted to, in the inflation discussion, which we'll um, say a few more words about before we get into disinformation, uh, I wanted to ask you, is this a big part of it? Headlines, Biden cancels Alaska oil and gas leak, Interior Department cancels offshore gas leases in the Gulf of Mexico. Is this a part of the problem or not too terribly much? It's a part of the problem, but it's much bigger and much more systemic than that. Okay. You've got to understand, when the Democrats um, won in 2018, they took the House, had the Senate, they instantly started making it very clear they were going to go after anyone who finances hydrocarbons. So you're BlackRock, you're Chase Bank, you're this and that, and you give loans to organizations and companies that go out and explore for natural gas, that you were going to have to start, you know, they were going to make sure that when you filed your paperwork, your securities and exchange, said, what's your greenhouse impact? What's your environmental impact? And then when Biden, remember, Biden promised us he was going to crush the oil and gas industry. Yes. So why, why do so many people out there think they weren't telling them the truth? Yeah, it was rhetoric for the left, but they intended to do it. So canceling a pipeline, the canceling of leases made it very difficult. But what was even more brutal is you had entire oil fields, gas fields, that they shut production down during when the 
um, pandemic crashed, remember we went to negative oil prices there for a few days. Mm-hmm. Right. Now that now you want to go back and open up your field, and all of a sudden you can't get a loan. You don't have money to you know you don't have workers because of all the crappy policies. Mm-hmm. So we have field after field after field where we know it could be in production, and they don't have the cash to get it back in production. And now to drop a new pipeline, because you got now have to move the product. Mm-hmm. You know, you've just pulled natural gas out or crude out. How do you move it? Yeah, you can't get this. You know, this administration's going to fight you on almost all pipeline infrastructure. So we now have parts of the country where we're throwing crude in trucks uh-huh. Uh-huh. and moving it for a refinery. It's insane. You think you don't think that's dirtier? <laughs> Remember. United States last year burnt 23% more coal than we did the year before because these policies drove up natural gas prices mm. so high, power plant after power plant had to convert back to coal, which was twice as dirty as natural gas. So greenhouse gases with the environmental president got much worse, mm-hmm. and they were much lower under President Trump. It's called economics. The, these folks are a clown show. Uh, almost everything they touch uh, just goes 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 now goes south. Uh, unless now, it was, is some I was kind of curse, but I'm trying not. To yeah, do that. I get it. I did, yeah, and I appreciate you doing that. Thank you. But it's almost as if they're wedded to this ID fix about green energy, and they don't really care about how it is affecting and costing average Americans, so long okay. as they can That's satisfy what, the environmental elite. That's what, what it feels what, like. What are what are our rules? Money, power, vanity, but most of the time it's about the money. Mm-hmm. Who writes the check to elect Democrats? Right. Right. Not the guy you pumping know, environmental gas. Environmental activists, right. green company executives, right. Right. they write, you know, try lawyers' union. They, yep. they write huge, huge checks. Um, do you think the Democrats really give a damn about working men and women? Think about the power bills we're going to have here in our towns in the middle of the summer. Oh, yeah. Because you're seeing the stories that California, that we share a certain amount of our production with. You know, whether it be photovoltaic production or from the nuclear power plant, and that Southern California may have major shortages coming. You don't think that's going to affect our pricing in our town? Of course it is. And this is all tied back into the last election. We elected the wrong president, um, and this is what we get to pay for. David, thank you for all of that education. Do me a favor. You guys uh, signed, you were part of a group of uh, House Republicans that signed a letter to Secretary uh, Mayorkas on this disinformation governance board. Tell us a word or two oh, about yeah. that. Okay. First, got to share with you, and this is where everyone is listening, I'm incredibly cynical on this because we just caught them this time. But I believe almost every agency under the Biden administration has their own little mini version of this. Mm. And I can give you the simple example. Um, we complained about something, I think it was the Ag Department was doing, and the person helped us put that together, the package that identified that they were breaking the law. Um, next thing you know, they're knocked off Twitter. Yeah. We sort of fouled it back, and it looks like what happens is the staff there, the communication staff of that agency, goes and has a whole system where they complain to the social media companies, saying, you need to cancel this person. You need to take this person off the platform. <sighs> If you have every agency that has figured out how to manipulate people's access to being able to communicate, to access to social media, don't you already have disinformation boards everywhere throughout mm-hmm. the government? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So your point is it's widespread and it's throughout. Yeah. They, just, they were just going to And they're working hand in glove with social media on this. Or the swarm. Remember, Democrats swarm people. Mm. This is something Republicans haven't figured out, that when one Democrat spokesman says something, all of a sudden you'll see it repeated on oh, Facebook, yeah. uh, Twitter, da-da-da-da. And they, it's, it's not that they're coordinated. They're just, because they're a collectivist, mm-hmm. they all repeat what each other said, and they will swarm something. Um, you, in being in media, you've probably had the moment where someone goes after you, and the next thing you know, you have dozens mm-hmm. attacking you, people you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And using and, the same exact language, yeah. And, exactly, <laughs> and that is that. sort of yeah. the, the Democrat swarm. I, I, I only have a minute and a half or so left, but one of the things, I, I meant to ask you this, it's not nearly the biggest part of the problem at all, but I just never understood why the government thought it was even saleable or a good idea to have something called a disinformation governance board. Wouldn't they have someone inside the administration to say, <clears throat> that name's not going to work? Um, how about if this, though, this is what they believe? Yeah, I mean, just brazen about it now. President, how many times has Nancy Pelosi and President themselves gone after uh, media? And look, it, it, I, the solution is more media, more trust, more communication, more access to social media platforms, and eventually the truth will come out. Because there's, there, let's be honest, there's crazy on both sides. There's people who make stuff up so they can get clicks. A lot of what you and I see comes into our email boxes and our Twitter accounts. Of those things are people trying to get us click on stuff so they make money off advertisers. For sure, for sure. But you don't solve the problem by silencing voices. You solve it by allowing lots of debate, lots of vigorous discussion, and eventually those who are credible. You know, it's like cream. They'll rise to the top. Unless you're afraid of your constituents, right? Unless you're afraid of the people, which is the mark of every autocracy, if not tyranny. David Schweikert, thank you for fighting against that daily. You are so good. You are always firing on all pins. We appreciate that about you so, so much. Godspeed, sir. All right, Seth. You take care. All Goodbye right, now. Brother. I'm Seth Leibson, 602 If you had a hard time calling in a little earlier... Uh, we fixed that little problem, and we are here for you. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. I did this story in the first hour. I just think it's worth doing again. Um, it helps kind of put some meat on the bones of this issue that the Democrats have with the notion of America first or American greatness. I never quite understood from the outset why they thought American greatness and America first were um, seen as, 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 as negatives, were seen as, as, as code for something else, some kind, of a, some kind of a dog whistle, if you will, for some kind of inimical or baleful policy or wish to take America back to some kind of antediluvian racist moment in our history that the left conjures up and tries to uh, disseminate as the standard of our history. I never understood it until I realized at long last that, you know, America first makes mean and American greatness means that we deserve to be first and that we are a good country. When the investment of the revolutionary 
is to make sure that we are not seen as a good country, that the investment is we are seen to be a terrible country. The history of America should be a tale of uh, woe and sadness, not a tale of ever-increasing freedom, which stood as a beacon to other parts of the world where people would want to come to and wish for this country's involvement in helping them. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a Marxist notion, of course, and it's the notion that, you know, we have nothing better to offer than any other country. And the only problem with that theory is no other country really, at least not the immiserated in those other countries, really ever thought that way. Never. First call when they're in trouble is always to the United States of America. Was that great? Uh, that great. Uh, who was that great Canadian broadcaster? Gordon, um, that great Canadian broadcaster who did that one. Yeah, Gordon Sinclair. Yeah, it does. Gordon Sinclair. Nice call. Gordon Sinclair did a broadcast. Maybe we should just play that, reminding us that we've been here before, and yet another outsider had to remind America of how good she was. We have that. We have that here amongst us from time to time, don't we? We were. Immigrants and outside legal immigrants and outside visitors who have to remind us of our greatness because we sometimes take it for granted on the conservative side and on the left side want Democratic side want to throw it away. Maybe we'll do that broadcast. I think I'd like it in his voice. Tex Ritter did a uh, version of it, but I'd like the original if you can find it, uh, Bill. Uh, But on that point, we're seeing it right now with baby formula. We are seeing that problem right now. With baby formula, the nationwide shortage of baby formula has sent mothers desperately rushing from store to store. But it's a problem that's evaded one lucky group, illegal immigrants detained at the border. According to videos posted by a Florida lawmaker, Kat Kimak, the Biden administration has been shipping pallets of baby formula to migrant holding facilities. John Hinderocker posts on it as well, and he says this has to be seen to be believed. He's absolutely right. You can get a glimpse of it at the Powerline blog, or you can get the New York Post story on it. Uh, The photos are incredible. How much baby formula is sitting at these detention centers? It's an amazing sight to see, and it is maddening. And they're going to try and keep these photos from you. I imagine... If this were pre-Elon Musk Twitter, they'd even probably try to kill the story coming as it does from the New York Post, experienced as they are at killing stories from the New York Post. This is this is quite something. When you go to that story, I'll mention this too, you'll see something you thought this administration got rid of because all the Democrats thought it was an impeachable offense when Donald Trump had them, and they are what looked to me— What looked to me not just like innocent fences in these detention facilities, but cages. They look like cages. This uh, this uh, Florida lawmaker has posted all these pictures of this detention facility. And, you know, we'll ask, will MSNBC take this on? Will CNN, will The New York Times? And many will say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'll tell you why it does matter when we come back. As we go to break, let me put in a word. For our sponsors, Balance of Nature, their fruits and veggies I take every day. I only eat once a day for a lot of reasons, and it's usually not breakfast and lunch that tends to tire me out. This morning, I had a breakfast for reasons we can get into another time, but 
I had to eat breakfast this morning, and boy, did it tire me out. It tired me out. And I've been saying you can always take more balance of nature. It's just fruits and veggies for additional energy in the afternoon slump. I took it for my morning slump. I took an extra dose this morning. Here I am. Perky is uh, usual. I love balance of nature. All natural. Balanceofnature.com. Ten servings of fruits and vegetables in one daily dose. All natural. 100% boost your energy and your health. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. While illegal immigrants are getting priority on uh, baby formula over and against Americans, um, it's uh, it's convenient for the administration to amorphously blame supply chain problems uh, as if there is no cause for any of this. Joy Pullman has the goods. Uh, our historic supply chain problems are not the result of accident and happenstance. They are the result of plain malevolent leadership throughout the entire COVID area. How did I open my monologue yesterday? If I'm not mistaken, it was uh, an art dealer in New York who tweeted, what did the world think was going to happen when they shut things down for years? Now we're seeing war, economic collapse, food shortage, massive learning loss, strange disease. We should have followed advice from the scientists who kept their cool because this was avoidable from the beginning. It sure was. It sure was, as Heather MacDonald put it uh, only uh, last time I interviewed her, which would have been about a month ago. Almost everything we needed to know about COVID, we knew certainly by the summer of 2020 and the beginning of the summer of 2020. In any event, lockdowns never needed to happen. Global lockdowns were never before advised or attempted for much worse pandemics. They were based on faulty models, and the information age doesn't change their imprudence. The supply chain consequences alone, as well as many of the other horrific medical and social consequences, should be enough evidence for all rational people to conclude that we must never, ever lock down again. On that point, that is the question I do ask candidates running for office. I'm not sure where you stand on the uh, Pennsylvania primary that's taking place for the open Senate seat there. It seems to be stirring up a lot in the conservative movement in the Republican Party, as did the Ohio race before it. Uh, this one seems a little tougher. This one seems a little um, the one in Pennsylvania seems uh, a little tougher in the sense that the language is a little rougher. Maybe it's because the stakes are so close and so high. But uh, whether you're with Burnett, Dr. Oz, um, it's I don't I just I, you know, six months before this election, it would be nice if we could get our people in a room together after a pretty close campaign and uh, and not divide the electorate this way in our party and in our movement and write talking points for the Democratic Party. I hate that about us. You notice they don't really do that on the Democratic side. They don't really do that. They kind of get their act together over there, don't they? They kind of run one person. Yeah, they might have a couple other people in the primary, but there's the clear person who the Democrats uh, have decided is going to take take the helm of the nomination, take the helm in the primary, and they kind of coalesce behind that person and they kind of achieve and, uh, and absorb the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the scepter, the scepter nod of the party. We don't do that. We beat ourselves up uh, over differences on the margins. Differences on the margins. Honestly, 
it looks so much like that. You have people claiming to be America First candidates. You have people claiming to be more supportive of the other than the America First or the MAGA agenda. And you look back and you have to ask yourself, what is the actual difference between these two people or these three people claiming for that, clamoring for that? And then you have to ask yourself if the difference is at the best small, at the best minimal or de minimis, what's their history, what's their record? Because that's what the Democrats are going to go after when it comes time for the general election, what their history is and what their record. And that's what goes in to the equation of electability in a general election. Is this person electable in a general election? You can have these purity rights all you want. You can have the most pure test you want. No one can really beat anyone's purity test anymore. But as long as we're going to play the purity rights game, play another game too, which is how will this work out in the general election? Anyway, back to Joy Pullman on lockdowns. Focused protection of the most vulnerable during the next pandemic. That's what we need to be focusing on. Focused protection. By the way, if you think we aren't in the next pandemic, guess again. We're in it now. It's a mental health and drug abuse pandemic. That's the pandemic we're in. Again, 107,000 deaths. Twice the number of adolescent deaths from drug overdoses than from COVID. Twice the number. Twice. COVID was a very, very, very what shall we call it, a special disease, wasn't it? It was a very preferred disease, wasn't it? It was a very, a very, um, a very highly, uh, highly valued disease in the sense that this government, federal and state and local, did things that it has never done for any other crisis or any other disease or any other problem or any other pandemic. Ever. It was a very preferred disease, and I don't know why, other than to weaponize it against the reelection of Donald Trump. That's why Joe Biden would say without shame that any president who presided over 220,000 deaths, as Donald Trump did, again, pre-vaccine, any president that presided over 220,000 deaths was not qualified to be president of the United States. That was what Joe Biden said. And then Joe Biden becomes president. Slowly, the lockdowns disappeared. The vaccine is available. And guess what? Guess what? 600,000 more people died of COVID under Joe Biden's watch. 600,000 more people died under Joe Biden's watch, but he's qualified to be president. The disease did its work, and the people weaponizing it did its job. They got rid of the Republican president in any event. Focused protection on the most vulnerable during the current pandemic. The current pandemic is mental health and drug use. Voluntary prudential health measures that allow societies to keep normal life going, sure. But never, ever again lockdowns of the kinds Americans were forced to endure in COVID tide, which had resulted in massive social consequences that are only now beginning to become visible. Uh, Let me take the quick commercial break, and as I do so, let you know that if you are looking for a remarkable investment opportunity with great returns for investors, I want you to take a look at Y-Refi, my friends at Y-Refi. They're talking about offering a fixed, no-load interest rate up to 10.25% for investors, all in a secure and collateralized portfolio. Y-Refi helps people 
dig out of debt the right way, paying off their debts, doing so with dignity, getting their FICO scores fixed along the way. YReFi is a due diligence approved firm run by great people who are doing very well by helping others, and you can too. You can do very well with them, and you can help others as well. YReFi, as I say, due diligence approved firm, and uh, I want you to check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com. By the way, those supply chain problems, as I was uh, quoting to you from a piece by Joy Pullman, they're only the tip of the iceberg. Uh, World-renowned scientists across 43 countries uh, conducted a study, found that lockdown length and strength were correlated with excess deaths, often due to delayed or missed medical care. study also uh, from last year by world-class scientists found that lockdowns did not reduce COVID deaths. came out of Johns Hopkins didn't happen. Besides, they're at best negligible effect at reducing COVID hospitalizations and deaths caused additional and completely unnecessary deaths from delayed or foregone medical care, as well as through starvation due to drastically increased world poverty. Remember when that used to be a cause? World poverty, world hunger? Yeah, we made it worse. According to uh, experts like Martin Kuldor- Dr. Martin Kuldorf, lockdowns may have also caused additional COVID deaths due to prolonging the outbreak. In short, lockdowns cost lives, while at best saving very few. and will have caused millions more malaria and tuberculosis deaths, as well as untold increases in cancer severity and deaths, hundreds of thousands AIDS deaths, and likely millions more starvation deaths and children living hungry long Term. One study in The Lancet estimated up to 2.3 million additional deaths of children globally per year from lockdowns. You know what we've proved here, among other things, common sense? It's impossible to hit pause on an economy. It's just impossible. You can't just do this. It was a mad idea in the first place. The people who were talking about how mad it was were the ones who were shamed and censored and silenced. Well, we have learned the lesson from all of this, who to shame, who to silence, who to listen to. I used to have a friend, Jack, who would talk to me about evidence that demands a verdict and a judgment. Well, we have a lot of evidence right now, and it demands a lot of verdicts and a lot of judgments. We're not going to get them unless we win in November. And then, my gosh, I want a lot of them. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com